You guys are getting the double treatment this time with another walk filled with traffic sounds and everything. I just can't help it though because something so big happened today that I don't know, I just gotta talk about it. <laughs> so, uh, I worked in the shower today for the most part and I got all the tiles, they're like vinyl tiles. Um, up in the shower stall that I had bought probably I think it was 10 packs of four sheets per pack and I got all of it done and um, it was it was interesting it was a lot of work but I'm feeling good about it and then I bought a second batch I bought 12 packs I think it's going to be more than I need because it originally I thought I was going to need a few more packs to finish like the edges but I actually did that today with the scraps got creative with scraps <laughs> um, so I'm going to have more than I need it looks like uh, but you know it is, it is what it is <sighs> fiat currency won't be worth anything here soon anyway <laughs> well, let's, let's, let's hope it, that's not true but Anyway, um, so that was good. And then I'm going to, I'm waiting for the next bucket of ceramic insulation, uh, lizard skin, which is funny. It's weirdly named because a lizard is cold blooded. And so like it needs to sit in the sun in order to be warm. Um, which is kind of the opposite of what this product does because it's insulative. But anyway, um, once that comes, I'm going to mud on by hand the back wall of the shower stall which actually faces the exterior of the RV so that's that definitely needs to be insulated and I had done the other wall on the driver's side with that before doing the tile on over it so that's what I plan to do on this one this one has existing vinyl or something it actually doesn't look like vinyl it looks like like um linoleum <laughs> and it's just tacky looking but I'm not going to pull it down I'm going to leave it up hi collie there's a beautiful collie dog staring um so I'm going to leave it up and I'm just going to mud right over that because there are no issues with it it's perfectly intact um so why not just save myself some work and you know there's another layer between me and the outside so <laughs> probably not bad so I'm gonna mud that wall over the linoleum or whatever it is and then I'm gonna tile the back of that and I just I had enough tile to go almost all the way to the ceiling on the one side on the exterior side that I did today and I didn't go all the way up on the other side so maybe if I get too many tiles in this next batch I'll go all the way up on the shower head side but so that was a big project. Lots of weird angles and all that kind of stuff. Got that done. But the big news is, even though I was told by the seller I was going to buy from originally, just to the north of me by several several streets, that there are they couldn't find a contractor. Yada yada yada. The contractor that I found within days right after that has come through with. A, a proposal, an offer, and uh, he's going to send me the contract. I'm going to look it over and get him a down payment. But basically, um, 
It is a lot more than I expected, but it's a lot bigger than I was planning. It's going to be 25 by 40 feet, which gives me a thousand square feet of um, roof area to capture rain uh, from and to give me all that shade. So that's going to be pretty epic. And uh, I've been living in... Hmm, I'm trying to think of what my square footage is. I think I calculated it out. No, I know I did for taxes or something, but it's like maybe 300 square feet, maybe 350 at the most. So I technically have been living in a tiny home kind of this whole time anyway. And then I'm moving into a 200 foot tiny home, 200 square foot tiny home. So downsizing even more. <laughs> but the outdoor space is going to be really generous and comfortable. So Anyway, that is moving forward, and it's a huge deal because where I'm going, you don't need roads. I'm just kidding. That's a quote from a, if you, if you don't know, that's a quote from Back to the Future. <laughs> uh, I can't help it. Um, I'm a ham. Um, but anyway, the shade structure is the center of everything. It's a survival essential because it allows you to get a break. It's about a 20 degree difference in temperature. So even if it gets to be 115 degrees, that means that it's like 95 under the shade structure, right? Which is doable. That's livable. That's survivable. 115, yeah, no. And then I'll have a swamp cooler too, which will bring it down to probably 85. So it'll be very doable. But that's, that is the most important thing is getting out of the sun, having that shade to cool the temperature down. And... Of course, from that, you get your power because of the solar panels being mounted to that. And you get your water because of the rain catchment capability of that roof. So it is basically the, the biggest investment, the most important investment besides the land itself. And that is moving forward against all odds, against what everybody told me. Like, oh, you can't do it. It's impossible. There's no contractors. Yada, yada, yada. So... Um, and I'm waiting on the solar contractor who, another miracle, um, I was trying to figure it out here and I wasn't getting an answer and wasn't getting an answer and I was waiting and waiting and it's kind of turning into the same thing as that land purchase that luckily fell through. Um, because they just were like, not even, I don't know how long, how long does it take you to get pricing on something that you already sell? Like literally I did all the work for them, <laughs> gave them a very detailed list with links and everything to their own products and they can't even get me a price. <laughs> it's taken them a week or so now. It's weird. I just feel like something else is going on, like whatever it is. And anyway, so I'm, so I'm sitting there, I was like yesterday or the day before thinking, gosh, this is a familiar feeling. This isn't really working out, is it? And the contractor who's building me the shade structure, the shelter, he's like, he just sends me this text. Oh, by the way, there's this solar contractor who gives very fair prices. And he won't cheat you. He's really fair. And he can get, he has uh, affordable panels too. And I like working with him. Um, if you wanted to reach out to him, that'd be cool. He didn't say it like that, but... Um, so he basically gave me this local guy who can just design it and install it on site. So that means I don't have to try to carry all these solar panels and all this stuff weighing down the RV. And if they were to be on top of the RV even, I would have to then detach them and put them up there myself with some kind of ladder and all this stuff. Figure out all the hardware and racks and everything that it needs. No, I now don't have to do any of that. 
I can just pay to have this guy do it on site. So you might be thinking like, you know, how do you, how do you trust these people? Like, how do you know what you're getting into? Well, you know, it could be that this is all a big scam and, you know, but I just, I don't really get that feeling from it, to be honest. I got a really bad feeling about the on-site manager guy. And sure enough, it turned out he was a con artist, a con man. So this, this guy, though, I get a really good feeling from. And, you know, he directed me to get the tanks against his own um, employer. Because his employer, he told me, he was just like, look, the we won't be able to get these tanks in time. It's really hard to get. They're really hard to find these days. Uh, it's very hard to get now. So try this, try this store, yada, yada, here, go here and see if they have any. And sure enough, literally the day that I called the store, the manager who he told me to talk to was like, well, we don't have them in yet, but they're on their way. And we have seven of them coming. And I was like, great. So I'm getting two 2,500-gallon tanks. And he, the contractor even told me what color to get, tan. And I didn't know. I, you know, I don't know. I was just going to do black because I read somewhere that they're good for mold inhibition or something. Or algae or whatever. And uh, it's going to be like Star Wars. Everything will just blend into the, the desert with the sand colored everything. Because <laughs> that's the color we're going to do the shade structure to. Um, but yeah, and then so that guy was very pleasant, honorable, and he works for a real company and everything, you know. And uh, sold me the tanks. And the contractor, it, he offered also to have the tanks stored. He's going to pick the tanks up for me. He's going to store them on his lot, where he does that for customers. And his price to deliver and install them is extremely reasonable. So it's like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, what's his name from The Secret? Uh, I really like him. He used to live in his... No, he was living off $8,000 a year. That guy... Oh, what's his name? He's, he's the author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul books. I can't think of his name. Anyway, you know who I'm talking about. He said something in The Secret that I'll never forget. And I don't remember it verbatim. But basically, it was, if you just walk forward, go in the direction with faith that you hope to go the universe will sort of coalesce a path around you and meet your feet with each stone. He didn't say it like that. He said it like, Jack Canfield is his name. Uh, he said it like you're driving at night and your headlights only illuminate so much of the road in front of you, but you keep driving at 60 or 70 miles an hour to your destination because you trust that as you keep going forward, your headlights will continue to illuminate the amount of road that you need to see in order to drive safely. And I mean, yeah, it's a little bit funny of a, an analogy, but it's true. It's a good analogy. So that seems to be what's happening. And, you know, I think I mentioned in one of my other episodes that it's starting to seem like maybe those other sellers had something more going on than what they were saying, what they were admitting. When I was in college, I was 18 and my boyfriend was 22, and most of my friends were 22. I don't know why, but that was the group I hung out with. And one time, I went through a window 
it was a weird accident, but there was no blood, but I could see the fat cells in my arm, in my forearm. I now know what a fat cell looks like. It's an interesting thing. I didn't think it looked like what it does. Um, but anyway, my doctor has, he was sewing me up and as my boyfriend was standing there with his eyes bugging out of his head, not sure what to say, <laughs> watching this whole thing happen, the doctor's like, you're really lucky. This cut came within two millimeters from the artery to your heart. And I, at that moment, started to believe in guardian angels. Because <laughs> what are the odds of that? I could have bled to death. Um, I still have a scar from that. But anyway, I don't know. Who knows? I just feel like it also kind of is illustrative of some teachers who say, you know, ignore everything that the naysayers say. You can't do that. That's impossible. You, you'll never make it. Um, I'm starting to sound like Trump. That's what Donald J. Trump said. <laughs> like, when you're an outsider, you know, that's a good thing. You know, like, don't give up and don't let them tell you you can't do it. All that kind of stuff. But it's basically, like, what's happening. And even to the point where I've been feeling a little bit weird about some of the the respondents on Craigslist to my Drive My Van ad. And because one of... <laughs> One of them was actually this guy who said, this still cracks me up. He's like, I'm a Vietnam vet and I'm about to retire in law enforcement. <laughs> and I mean, the Vietnam vet thing is cool with me. But like, what in the world is an active duty cop, like a police officer, who's still a police officer, active duty on the force? <laughs> what in the world is he wanting to drive my van? to Texas for <laughs> it makes no sense and I was just like what is he doing is he basically trying to conduct some sort of side you know sting operation where he thinks he's going to catch some kind of you know weird operation smuggling migrants or something <laughs> it was just weird it was just I was just like what that doesn't make any sense so I have a few other respond I've got quite a lot of respondents weirdly but <laughs> probably because they're like, ooh, they probably think it's a really sleek minivan with AC. It's not. It's a 93 Previa that was given to me uh, by, it was a hand-me-down. And uh, I've just put regular work into it and maintained it and can't replace the air conditioning uh, canisters anymore. They're just, it's too old. <laughs> so I've never had air conditioning. Uh, the heat works, though, thank God. And, you know, I took the seats out right away. Uh, my favorite thing about it, I think, is just, well, the fact that I can haul stuff. But my second favorite thing is that whoever had it before me, and I am I have a suspicion of who it was, they literally stenciled on the bumper the words, 9-11 was an inside job. Which is very funny to me because, I mean, I think a lot of us who've looked into the evidence think that, but to put that on the bumper of your car... Man, that's real commitment. <laughs> so it just strikes me as funny. And I can't really get it off. I haven't really tried. I guess I could probably paint over it and make my bumpers all, you know, fancy black again. But there's a part of me that's like, this is actually pretty hysterical. And it's so faded that you have to really, like, people don't notice it. 
So it's kind of perfect, you know? <laughs> you have to really want to see it to find it. But anyway, that's the van. And so, long story short, um, I was talking to somebody today, and she literally just out of nowhere, she's like, oh, you know, I've moved across the country several times, and I use the service. I don't know if they're still in operation. It was a long time ago. But they have this total service where it'd be a lot safer than Craigslist. And basically, you trade to where someone wants to go across country, and you want your car to, to be moved across country, to be driven across country. And it's like, win-win. It's kind of like Airbnb for driving someone's car somewhere. <laughs> and I'm like, no way. And so she's like, I don't think it's still around. But then while we were talking, she texted me the URL. I guess she found it. And so I went to it. And the first page I went to was the forum for ride, you know, trading like that. And it's literally the ad, the, the post at the very top was, do you want to drive my van across the country? <laughs> and I'm just like, no way. This is like too great, right? It was so helpful. And so I posted in the forum and we'll see if I get a response. But that would feel more safe, right, than randos off craigslist so i guess the point uh there is similar to the the shade structure i'm no i'm no master of the law of attraction by any means i'm just you know took me 10 years struggling with it to with the material from when i first came across it to really figure it out but even then i mean i still drive a previa with no air conditioning <laughs> So I haven't really figured it all out, right? Uh, not like Jack Canfield has, right? So anyway, it was just—it's just a really big deal today. Something really big happened. I—I I did ask the builder, the contractor. You know, what? Well, what would? What are some other options for sizing? What would they cost? And he told me that a twenty by forty was the next size down. And I asked about thirty, but I guess they, the dimensional pieces of steel come in specific lengths. So he said that other uh, the other size was twenty by forty instead of twenty five by forty. And I was like drawing, I was sketching and stuff, and I'm like, you know. I'm going to have the same, like, big space. It's really, it really comes down to the RV, like, what size, how much space on either side of it of shade. And I could just use Illuminate. I already bought a bunch of it, 80%. I could just put Illuminate on, you know, the south side and the north side if I put the RV, like, pointing north-south instead of east-west. Because, frankly, the view is not the priority for me. We had talked about the view and which direction it's going to go, but... I can go outside if, to see the view, you know what I mean? Um, but I just, you know, I decided to go. So the, the 20 by 40 was 10,700, and the 25 by 40 was 13,000 even. Um, and it's quite a bit more than I had anticipated. I was actually saying a silent prayer like, please, God, make it under 10,000, um, just because, you know, it's like a lot to spend. But um, I decided to go ahead with the bigger one. Because ultimately, I think having an overhang on either end of the RV will be probably the best way to go. And, you know, I mean, the investment is a really important investment. So, and the other reason why I decided to go with the bigger one is because it's a thousand square feet, like I said. And how it's been explained to me is I'm in an area with no restrictions, which is the reason I bought there. One of the reasons, that and the politics. But... If the HOA should get enough more members, so like with people like moving from California to Texas, and they vote that they want to change the rules to where it has to be, you know, 
like you have to have a minimum square foot dwelling or something. Um, I figure it's going to be a lot better for me to have that thousand square feet there because, I mean, that's why I didn't buy up an Alpine, you know, because they have a thousand square feet minimum and any contractor who wanted to even build a prefab was asking for like $150,000 minimum and that's just too much. Um, so with this, there's basically the basics. You can start, I could pour um, a slab and then bolt right into it and build walls and all of that. If I should ever need to, there's, there wouldn't be like, oh no, I need to build an addition to make the square footage. So that's kind of thinking about the future, I guess. So that's the reason I went ahead with the big one. I love your jumper. <laughs> so yeah, that's on its that's on its way and in progress. And now I just need to hear back from the solar contractor. Um, I sent him my specs and requested a price quote. And so hopefully I'll get that soon. And I extended the deadline. I think that the contractor for the shade structure thought it was December 15th. I think we discussed that potentially being roughly what it was, but I think for timing of payments and just giving him a little more wiggle room, because it's really not, I mean, it's going to be the middle of the winter. It's not like going to be super hot. So if he's still working when I get there, that's okay. And there's um, part of the HOA is you get 25 gallons of water a week. If you go to the ranch house or whatever it's called, you can just go pick it up and fill up. So, and I'll fill my tanks and everything they have a they have an rv hookup at the ranch or whatever it's called for members as well so i'll just go fill up everything all to the max you know top everything off and then drive the van in every week just to get my 25 gallons if i have to you know if i need water he's going to actually fill the first tank the first thousand gallons or not fill the full tank i guess he's going to give me a thousand gallons for 150 bucks i might ask him if how much he would you know can i buy can he just fill the whole thing you know for whatever it's going to be 500 dollars or something both of them but uh anyway so all of that stuff is happening and it's amazing. It's a miracle. It's blowing my mind how it's all falling into place. And, you know, I can't say that I ever really doubted the universe, the source, the creator, the great spirit, whatever you want to call it. But being that I am human and bombarded 24-7 uh, by negative messaging, telling me to be afraid and don't trust anybody and, you know, that I'm ugly and no one likes me and I'll never amount to anything and all that shit that they that the commercials and the billboards and the magazines and the TV and on and on and on just pump down our throats constantly, subliminally and overtly. Um, it's normal pretty much in a way. It's the, it's the new normal to like, you know, not be perfectly in bliss at all times <laughs> and trusting of everything and totally in the flow. And I'm, I'm pretty amazed at how much in the flow I'm able to be. It's, it, it really is... One thing that Abraham Hicks said uh, over the years that I've listened to them once, I think it was just like three or four years ago, they said something like, um, you don't have to really like totally feel 100% better or, you know, positive. You just have to tip it. You have to just tip the scale towards the positive. It's just a little shift. 
And that really worked for me because my thing has always been, if I'm standing at the bottom of a hill and there's a big hill and I'm supposed to like run up it or whatever, that beginning part is the worst. It's not even when you're running on the hill that's bad. It's actually just overcoming inertia and overcoming the, the mental inertia of like, oh God, this is going to be so hard and look at that big hill and you know... Um, once I get going on something, I have momentum and I do, I complete and I, you know, I can do big things and, um, whatever. So when I heard that, I was like, yeah, okay. Wow. Okay. I can, I can feel a little better about these small things, you know, that I'm able to achieve. Like I can take the first step up onto that incline, you know, I can take that second step. Hey, look, I'm on my way, you know? And what they said is that that's all it takes. And that's, it shifts everything. And, you know, ever since then, I've kind of noticed like, wow, I didn't have blissful, loving thoughts all day today. And yet this good thing happened. So it's, it's like a work in progress life, but it certainly seems to be working (laughs) and progressing. So the only other thing I'll tell you is that if I had more time and like maybe a really fancy camera, I might shoot footage for like a post-apocalyptic drama of some kind because the pool has, um, we had a windstorm and the, (laughs) the pool filled up with all these leaves and it's like, this is like inner tube and, you know, floaties and stuff. And it's just all full and it just looks like the end of the world and you know when all, when everything shuts down and nature takes over again you know within a day or two <laughs> it's kind of cool i remember the first time it happened a few months ago when everybody was still living there and um it was so bizarre for the first few days and then the pool guy came and cleaned it all up again and it was like oh okay back to normal so it's also much quieter uh the tenants who were living in the pool house were fairly noisy and um I do find it's kind of a relief to have more just alone time and you know I think it's interesting because the cards I was given in life and I'll talk about this maybe sometime in the future more or maybe not uh were were aloneness and solitude um but kind of escaping into the desert part of the reason is getting away from mainly just mask holes karen and covidiots but and I I will explain that Um, those statements, those names to you at some point, but not right now. Um, I think really just avoiding the diving into certain topics at this point is really just a matter of bandwidth. And, you know, I've got to focus on what's in front of me right now. And then as I get settled, I'll I'll wax philosophical for y'all. But um, so huge things continue to occur. Moving forward, putting one foot in front of the other and the, the stepping stones just sort of appear under each foot. And it's a big, big move. And it's a dangerous um, endeavor. But I have made my decision. And I'm following through. And it's happening. And lordy lordy, I hope I live through it. (laughs) So I'm going to sign off. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm sure I'll have more to tell you next time.